Section 7 of The Destination of Man by Johann Gottlieb Fichte. Translated by Jane Sinnott. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 7 Knowledge The World Without. The Character I, read by Kevin S. Spirit, read by Larry Wilson. Go on boldly. I have not only not interrupted thee, but have even assisted in the development of these inferences. Now, however, I find it in earnest necessary to retract my position, that by means of the law of causality I attain the knowledge of the existence of external things. I could by this means become conscious only of a force out of myself, in the same manner as for the explanation of magnetic phenomena. I suppose a magnetic or for the explanation of electrical phenomena an electrical force in nature the world without me appears by no means as a mere force it is something extended solid sensible not like a mere force with its various manifestations it does not merely produce effects it has properties in the apprehension of it i am inwardly conscious of something quite different from mere thought this appears to me as perception, although it has been proved that it cannot be such, and it will be difficult for me to describe the kind of consciousness that I seem to have of it, and to separate it from those other kinds of which we have spoken. Thou must nevertheless make the attempt, or we shall not come to a clear understanding. I will endeavor to open a way towards it. I beseech thee, if thy organs of sight resemble mine, to fix thine eye on yonder object, and forgetting thy previous reasoning to tell me candidly what is your impression produced in thee dost thou not look over and perceive at a single glance a surface and hast thou the most distant or obscure conception of that operation of extending a red point to a line and a line to a surface of which thou hast spoken it is an afterthought to divide this surface into lines and points would not every unprejudiced observer say and insist that he really saw a surface? I say saw. I am ready to concede all, and find that my self-observation corresponds exactly with thine. Thou must not, however, forget that it is not our design to relate to one another whatever takes place in consciousness, as in a journal of the human mind, but to consider its various phenomena in their connection and to explain and deduce one from another and that consequently no one of thine observations which cannot certainly be denied but which we would fain have explained can overturn any one of my correct inferences do not therefore in considering the resemblance of this kind of consciousness of bodies out of thyself to real perception overlook the great difference which nevertheless exists between them I was about to remark on this difference. Each indeed appears as an immediate, and not as an acquired, consciousness, but sensation is consciousness of my own state. The consciousness of the object appears to have no relation to myself. I know that it is, and that is all. It does not concern me further. If in the first instance I seem like soft clay, on which now this, now that, impression is made, in the other I am like a mirror over which the forms of objects pass, without occasioning the slightest change in it. 
this difference however is in favour of my argument i seem to have a real independent consciousness of external existences entirely different from sensation or a consciousness of the various states of my own being this is well observed but be not too hasty if we have been correct in our former conclusion that thou canst have immediate consciousness only of thyself if the consciousness now in question is neither of action nor of suffering may it not be hitherto unrecognized consciousness of thine own existence of thy existence inasmuch as thou art a knowing or intelligent being i do not understand thee but help me for i wish to do so i must then claim thy whole attention for i am obliged to go deeper than we have hitherto gone into this matter and to seek far for the answer to thy question what art thou to answer this question in the most general manner i must say i am i myself i am content with the answer what is involved in this idea of i and how dost thou attain it i can only make myself understood by opposition an external existence a thing is something out of me the intelligent being cognizant of it concerning it there arises the question since the thing cannot know of itself how can a knowledge of it arise and since all its modifications lie in the circle of its own existence and by no means in mine how can a consciousness of it arise in me how does the thing affect me what is the tie between me the subject and the thing which is the object of my knowledge of what i am i know no more than that i am but here no tie is necessary between subject and object my own being is this tie i am at once the subject knowing and the object known of and this reflection or return of the knowledge on itself is what i designate by the term i if i have any determinate meaning therefore it is in the identity of both subject and object that thine existence as an intelligent being consists it is so canst thou then comprehend this identity which is neither subject nor object but lies at the foundation of both by no means it is the condition of all my knowledge that the conscious being and what he is conscious of appears as separate i cannot even conceive any other kind of consciousness in recognizing my own existence i see myself as subject and object which however are immediately connected canst thou be conscious of the moment in which this incomprehensible one divided itself thus how can i since my consciousness only becomes possible by means of this separation since it is my consciousness itself that thus separates of this separation then thou becomest immediately conscious in becoming conscious of thyself this then should be thine actual original existence so it is and on what then is this separation based i am an intelligence and have consciousness in myself this separation is the condition and result of this consciousness it has its basis therefore in myself thou art an intelligence and as such thou art to thyself an object of knowledge thine objective knowledge presents itself therefore to thy subjective knowledge and hovers before it although without any consciousness on thy part of such a presentation is this what thou wouldst say or canst thou bring forward some more exact characteristics of subject and object as they appear in consciousness the subjective contains within itself the basis of consciousness according to its form 
but by no means according to its matter that a consciousness and inward power of conception and contemplation should exist depends on the subject but that this or that is conceived or contemplated depends on the object the objective contains the basis of its existence within itself the subjective appears as the still and passive mirror before which the objective floats that the first should reflect images belongs to its own nature that this or that is reflected depends on the object the subjective then is precisely so constituted as thou hast described the consciousness of objects out of thyself to be it is so and this agreement is very remarkable i begin half to believe that out of the internal laws in my own consciousness may proceed even the conception of an existence out of myself and independent of any act of mine and the basis of this conception may be nothing more than these laws themselves and why only half believe because i do not yet see why it should produce precisely this conception of a solid extended mass occupying a certain portion of space thou hast nevertheless seen above that it is no more than thine own sensation which thou extendest through space and thou hast imagined the possibility that it may be exactly by this extension in space that it becomes transformed to thee into something sensible for the present we have only to explain the manner in which this conception of space arises let us then make the attempt i know that thou canst not become conscious of thy intelligent activity as such until it passes through some change of state if thou shouldst attempt to represent it to thyself whilst performing this function passing from one state to another how would it appear to thee my spiritual faculty appears as if moving from one point to another as if drawing a line a positive thought makes a point in this line and why as if drawing a line i cannot answer this or state the cause of it without passing the limits of my own existence i can only say it is so thus then appears to thee a particular act of thy consciousness how then appears not thyself produced but thy inherited or acquired knowledge from which all particular thought is only the renewal or further modification under what image does this appear evidently as something in which one can draw lines and make points in all directions namely as space now then it will be clear to thee that what proceeds from thine own mind may nevertheless appear to thee as an existence out of thyself nay must necessarily appear so thou hast penetrated to the true source of thy conceptions of things out of thyself this is not perception for thou perceivest only thine own state it is not thought for things do not appear to thee as the product of thought it is really and in fact an absolute and immediate consciousness of an existence out of thyself just as perception is an immediate consciousness of thine own state do not be deceived by sophists and half-philosophers things do not appear to thee by means of any representatives of the thing that exists and that can exist thou art conscious immediately thou thyself art that of which thou art conscious by a fundamental law of thy being thou art thus presented to thyself and thrown out of thyself in all consciousness i contemplate myself and the objective that which is contemplated is also myself the same i which contemplates presented objectively 
i see and am the conscious being see my own visual sensation and am also that of which i am conscious for this reason is the object transparent to thy mind's eye because it is thy mind itself i divide limit determine the possible forms of things and the relations of these forms previous to all perception and no wonder for i divide limit and determine only my own knowledge thus does a knowledge of things become possible it is not in them and cannot proceed out of them it proceeds from thee and from a law of thine own nature there is no external sense for there is no external perception there is however an external contemplation not of the object but of a knowledge not subjective but presented to hovering before the subject through the means of this external contemplation are perception and sense regarded as external i see or feel a surface but i contemplate my sight or vision of a surface space penetrable transparent illuminated the purest image of my knowledge is not seen but contemplated in the mind and in it is my own vision contemplated the light is not out of but in me and i am the light thou hast formerly replied to my question how dost thou know that thou seest and hearest by saying that thou hast an immediate knowledge or consciousness of these sensations now perhaps thou wilt better be able to explain this immediate consciousness of sensation it must be a twofold consciousness sensation is itself an immediate consciousness for i am sensible of my own sensation but from this arises no knowledge of external existence for i am sensible only of my own state i am however originally not merely a sensitive but also a contemplative being not merely an active but also an intelligent one i contemplate my sensation and there arises from myself and my own nature a knowledge a cognition of an existence sensation becomes transformed into a capability of sensation the various affections of my senses as red smooth and so forth into a something red and smooth out of myself whose existence i contemplate as in space because the contemplation itself is space thus does it become clear why i believe i see or feel surfaces which in fact i neither see nor feel but i contemplate my own sensation of sight or touch as that of a surface thou hast well understood me or rather thyself End of section seven